We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This came up earlier today, and, you know, I understand, you know, the Valenti show hit on this. They actually opened up the show with this based on the suggestion of Hatchet and uh, Mike Sullivan as well, because, you know, look, there is the Miguel Cabrera stuff that came out the other day. The comment we hit on it, the fact that he essentially said that people don't appreciate it here when he plays through an injury. So he's like, you know what? Fine. Forget it. I'm not going to rush back. I'm not going to go out there and play when I'm 80% because he feels like he gets booed. People don't understand. And they just there is this lack of understanding and appreciation. Okay, But I've listened to it since then. It was much more joking around than people realize. And I'm being 100% honest in that. Okay, but when people joke. There well, is yeah, some truth some in element. it. Sure, okay. sure, but it wasn't vicious so, or malicious. Or earlier anything. this week, you had that. Now, of course, today, we end up getting this little piece of an interview that former Marlins executive, current MLB analyst for CBS Sports HQ, David Sampson, mm-hmm. uh, in an interview when essentially, you know, asked about Miguel Cabrera and him feeling underappreciated, essentially asked about the comment that he made the other day here in Detroit. This is what David Sampson had to say again on CBS Sports HQ. But for Miguel, what I feel badly about is that he's stuck in Detroit. He always wanted to come back to Miami. Every time I'd see him over the years at at All-Star Games, hey, I'm ready to come home. Hey, I'm ready to come home. And we just didn't have the payroll capacity, didn't have the ability. He signed the extension because who wouldn't when offered that amount of money that early? But you knew that that was not going to work out well for the Tigers. What he didn't realize and what the Tigers didn't realize is that the owner, Mike Illich, would pass away and the new, his son, Chris Illich, was going to take his time and actually do what's right and rebuild the team. But there's nothing they can do with Miguel right now. Boy, Samson with a Goliath-type scoop there, huh? See what I did there? Yeah, um, <laughs> first of all, didn't know that Mike Illich was going to pass away. Well, he was... 90 or whatever. And for a long time, it seemed that it was nearing the end, unfortunately. Okay, this is a former Marlins executive recounting a conversation that you kind of think was private, but whatever, you know, how people are when they get on on the radio or the the TV, they'll spew stories that they've been told. And I don't doubt it for a second, though. He's from Miami. I mean, not grew up there, but played there before, lived there, has a home there. I wouldn't doubt for a second that Miguel Cabrera got to say, hey, when are you going to bring me back? home and this is you know now in a rebuilding stage it's different than when he first signed the contract i totally get that that's the thing and you know you just said it yourself listening back to the cut from the other day where he basically says you know he feels underappreciated i'm not going to rush back you know i'm injured he did do it in a half joking half-hearted type of way that's exactly how i would have envisioned this conversation with david sampson going on you know, hey, you know, David, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, you know, so when are you going to bring me back home? You know, I'm ready. You know, like messing around almost like this, you know, back and forth with two individuals that clearly have a history with one another and are, I don't want to say personal friends, but they have a personal relationship. That's what you do. You know, you always right. kind of joke around about things like that. The way that Samson presented it, 
I understand how it looks and how it's going to sound. And some fans are going, oh my gosh, well, if he doesn't want to be here, get the hell out of here. I, I truthfully do not think that it was like that. No, but here's the thing. When he says this on whatever it was, that broadcast, whatever CBS it was. Sports it, HQ. Okay, when he says Never that. Never heard of it. What is he doing? What is he trying to gain? And what is he doing to his buddy, Miguel Cabrera? He knows that contract-wise, he can't go to Miami. He probably can't be traded anywhere else. So what does he, how does he help Cabrera? Not that he needs to, but you think he's a friend. How does he help him by putting that out there? The thing, like, <laughs> oh, oh, now the Tigers are going to try to trade him. Wait, he's not trying to force any, all it is, it's it's like revealing something, see? There's a little tidbit that because I know Miguel Cabrera. I think I think that's kind of sleazy. I really do. I, I have a theory on that. Okay, look, the phone number is 248-539-9797. Ticket text is at 97136. Does the comment itself, given what Cabrera himself said earlier this week, does it bother you or not? I think it, we can keep it very simple. No. I know Wojo has a little bit of an expanded version. We can mm-hmm. get to that coming up. But as far as David Sampson is concerned, correct me if I'm wrong. He was one of the guys that was broomed out by Derek Jeter. Yes, I believe he was. Okay, because he worked for the Marlins through, you know, 2017. He was with the Marlins for, what, 15, 14 years, if I'm not mistaken, in some role in the front office. Mm -hmm. You almost wonder if he was doing it in a way to slight the Marlins organization more than he was trying to slight Mm -hmm. Miguel Cabrera and the Detroit Tigers. Not happy, I would assume about the way that he was brushed out. That could be a motive. You're right. N- not necessarily, you know, pleased with the direction. I, I got to believe, you know, when even when these guys leave, if you spend 14 or 15 years with an organization, you probably still root for them. You know, if it ends in a way that, you know, is acceptable to a certain degree, right? I just wonder if he, this is his way of kind of undercutting Derek Cheater. You know, the Marlins, I mean, they're clearly not going to be spending money. You know, they just uh, shipped, uh, you know, Giancarlo Stan and every, you know, possible player out of town. To me, that's how I got it. He's trying to take a shot at Derek Cheater and the Marlins in their direction more so than anything else. Right. And say, see, these are the moves I would have made if they'd Mm -hmm. given me the financial wherewithal to do it. Would have loved to have a a homecoming with Miguel Cabrera. Gosh, that would have been great. But you know what? I can't now. They they fired me. That just makes it that much. And I know he brought it up because of the comments earlier this week from Cabrera, which again, I think were a little bit overblown. People thinking he was lashing out, which he wasn't. All that said, I, I know people just think of Miguel Cabrera as this hitting machine who won the Triple Crown and just piled up numbers and didn't really say that much. But he really does hate talking about individual numbers and in, hates talking about himself, only wants to talk about winning and winning. And that's all he ever says is winning. And I don't care. The Triple Crown thing drove him crazy mm-hmm. because people ask, no, I just want to win. And I can see how in his mind not through no fault of anybody else. He is sort of stuck here. He is. I mean, he got a big contract. The Tigers wanted to do him right and make him a Tiger for life. And he wanted the money and he is stuck. It it doesn't have to be an ugly thing to say that you're stuck somewhere, right? He is. I think it's to me. The response was when I heard this comment, no bleep. Yeah, I mean, again, right. he's stuck here with us and in Detroit. We're stuck with him through, what, 2024? We got six more seasons of having to watch Miguel Cabrera go out there and, you know, really start to struggle. I know, you know, injuries have certainly played a factor over the last, you know, several seasons, but still, it's going to get ugly. 
It, we're we're stuck with him as much as he's stuck with us. Okay, I just don't find it to be this inflammatory. Oh my God, how can he possibly I don't say this? So comment. let me ask you this, and we'll yes. ask the folks at two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. The ticket text is the nine seven one three six. However, you see Miguel Cabrera's career playing out with the Tigers, in your own mind, yes, of course, it will deteriorate. Doesn't mean necessarily legacy tarnish. I think people expect numbers to deteriorate as you get older. However, you see it ending for Miguel Cabrera here, do you think he will be viewed on the same par, higher or lower? Then two other greats who left here, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And before, and I can immediately people say, oh, yeah, those guys were great. And Miguel Cabrera, well, hold on. They didn't win anything with the Lions, Calvin or Barry. They left on their own and sort of left the team in a lurch in both cases. Miguel Cabrera has done nothing but try to produce and try to play through injuries and did otherworldly things as well. How do you think when it's all said and done, here, career-wise, love of Detroit fans-wise, Miguel Cabrera will stack up with Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. I mean, and I'd be interested to know why, if people think he won't stack up. There's a couple of different ways, I think, to answer that question. We can do that coming up. But 248-539-9797. Ticket text is at 97136. One in light of Miguel Cabrera's own comments. And then, of course, you get you know a former Marlins executive coming out and saying, boy, Miggy's stuck. I just feel bad for him. He wanted to come back to Miami. Does that bother you or not what's been going on? 97.1. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.